Hello, Crystal Dacuna here, and I am thrilled to welcome you to the Leaders Listen Up podcast. I'm your host and your friend. Each week, we equip leaders like you with new tools and creative techniques to help you design epic customer and employee experiences, allowing you to drive loyalty, retention, sales, and deliver award-winning service. My friend, we want you to be the leader, the people's champion, not only for your team, but for your customers and for yourself. Hey, if you're a leader who's drained, exhausted, perhaps you're uninspired and maybe you're struggling um, to, to do more with less, right? There's so many people in that situation right now. So I'm here to tell you, my friend, you are not alone. First, let me share with you just how big this problem is, how many leaders are in the same situation that you perhaps were in or maybe are in right now. It's this idea of leadership burnout, right? Over the last few years, we know that our teams have been burned out. But what about you? What about you, that leader that's burned out? The statistics are quite alarming. And so uh, let me share just a few of those with you to to really understand the seriousness uh, and the scope of how real leadership burnout really is. And so there was a a study done by Forbes that said 84% of leaders internalize and believe that they're at fault uh, for the high employee burnout. 84% of leaders have taken that on because employees were burned out, so they believe that it was their fault. 72% of leaders feel a drastic increase in pressure to do more with less. Does that sound like you? 76% of leaders are completely overwhelmed. If you, my friend, can relate to any one of those statistics, you're in the right place. In today's episode, let's talk about the one thing that gets in the way of being an amazing leader. You guessed it, it's you. My friend, it's you. Your mindset can get in the way of you being an outstanding leader. And your mindset creates that child, that overwhelming feeling, that frustrated feeling, that stressed feeling. Now, I'm not saying that there's not outside things that are affecting that. Absolutely, they are. But we often don't have control over things. And if the the pandemic has taught us anything, it's how little control we really have on outside things. The only thing we have control over is ourselves, right? And so I want to share with you Um, a little bit more about how we can really manage and mitigate and and be a happy, healthier leader. Does that sound good to you? All right, let's dive in. And so, you know, would you agree that the way we led 20 years ago is not the way we can lead today, right? The way we led 20 years ago, um, it it looked differently. It might have been more authoritative or maybe you had to be stronger and mighty and maybe more powerful. But in today's world, it means to get along with people. It means to care about people. It means to practice empathy. You know, as a leader in today's world, you have to be driven and motivated, inspired. And that's exhausting to so many of us because we have to be like that all the time in order to, at least that's what that's what's expected is that we're like that all the time so that we can do that for others, right? And so leaders, I want you to listen up. Let's dive into this and let's talk about, you know, what's really expected and, and is it something that we can keep up with? Is it something that's natural for us? And how can we, um, how can we really remove some of those roadblocks? So my friend today, I'm joining you from sunny Las Vegas and I'm in my hotel room. It's the only quiet place around here. 
Um, and I had the joy of launching my new book, not just mine. There was there was so many amazing authors that uh, came together to write inspiring women who bought, inspiring women professionals who boss up. And so um, I was thrilled. We are an Amazon best selling book, and so and look at this cover, how amazingly diverse it is. So I was just super, super excited to be here. And uh, and yes, there's our certificate for being an Amazon best-selling author. Um, it was a really exciting week. And so, you know, I had the opportunity to speak with so many amazing women. And I actually spoke at the conference itself. And I have to say, like, I've been to some amazing events in my life. My son and I walked on Tony Robbins. I've been to the Jack Canfield. And, and I've been to some amazing, amazing events. This event has to be in my my top three. It was such a phenomenal event um, because the the people, the women, the but just everybody that was at this conference was so intentional, not just about taking, but about giving and about connecting and about really having meaningful conversations. Uh, it was it was really a conference that was filled with inspiring leaders, not just people handing out their business cards, but people that genuinely want to help everybody improve. And it was it was quite overwhelming for me. I thought it was just um, it was just a really, really inspiring conference. And so I walked away with that thinking of of this podcast. So as soon as I left, uh, you know, I got to my room and I started putting together my thoughts because there were so many things that that resonated with me right away. And so, you know, after really having dozens of meaningful conversations with so many amazing leaders, I learned that there was one thing that every phenomenal, inspiring leader had in common right before they broke free, right before they had that aha moment, there was a struggle. And the struggle was consistent for almost everybody, whether it was them sharing their stories or whether, you know, over dinner we were breaking bread and I was learning a bit more about them. But every single one of them struggled with that same thing. And until they got a hold of it, then they were able to break free. Then they were able to be that leader they wanted to be. Then they were able to do that thing they wanted to do. And that one thing, my friend, was their mindset, was absolutely their mindset. And here's the thing. Our mindset dictates our beliefs, right? And our beliefs produce our results. So you might have that, you know, have you ever had that negative Nelly? I shouldn't say Nelly, but that negative person in your life um, that, you know, really always believes that, hey, I could never go on that vacation. I could, that's too expensive. That's only for rich people. You know, I could never do something like that. That negative thought is always kind of in there. And so if they have that negative mindset, that they'll never be able to do it. What is their behavior going to like look like? Are they ever going to go search for how much that trip really is or what it even costs or how many flights you need to take to get there? They're never going to even search. Their behaviors are not going to allow them. They're stopped right at the mindset because their behaviors will not even allow them to look for it. And if their behaviors don't allow them to look for it, then they're never going to get the result, right? That result is just never going to happen. And if it does happen by default, fantastic. But chances are it's not happening by design, right? Now, on the flip side, if you've got that person who is like, oh, maybe one day we could get to Disney. Maybe one day we could, you know, take that trip. Uh, maybe one day that'll happen. What do they start doing? They start going online, maybe searching the trip, maybe getting a travel magazine, maybe chatting with some of their friends about what, you know, what are some of the unexpected costs. They start their behaviors start to shift. Their behaviors align with the the belief system, that mindset. 
And then when their behaviors align with it, guess what happens? The result happens. Now, the result could take a long time. The result could happen right away. But the result happens. And so when you think about that, I want you to really think about the fact that our brains are hardwired to see the negative. So if I told you, don't think about a unicorn, what are you thinking about right now? Right? You're absolutely thinking about a unicorn. And so race car drivers are experts at this. Imagine if a, a driver coach, I don't know if that's what they're called, but like a coach for, for NASCAR drivers or, or um, you know, in, indie drivers. Imagine if a coach said, don't look at the pylons when you're racing. Imagine if a coach said, don't look at the cars on your right. Just, just keep going. Don't, don't look at them. Could you imagine the disaster, right? Could you imagine how many pylons and how many, I mean, it, it could be disastrous. Instead, race car drivers are programmed to look straight ahead. No roadblocks, no obstacles, the road ahead. Where can I get through? Where is that clean line of sight, right? And so their mindset, although our mindsets are naturally programmed to look at the negative, they have a very intentional mindset to see through all the obstacles and look straight ahead. Actually, my son Zarek um, influenced me on this as well. Uh, in high school, he, he plays football right now for for university. But when he was in high school, uh, he played. A, he was a running back, and so in in the car, you know, to and from practice, he was always telling me about you know what they were planning and things they were doing, and he always shared with me um, that it was in his position as a running back. Their goal was to look for that clear path. I think they called it look for the hole, right? So they had to look for the hole and they had to get through the hole because that's all he had to do. Once they got the ball, he had to get see that clear path. And that that practice of looking for the path, now, now he's in his 20s and he's in university. And I can see that habit in so many things that he does. He's He, he kind of removes a lot of the roadblocks and he just looks at that clear path. So the programming happened when he was younger. But now as, a, as an adult, he's, it's, it's happening naturally. So it takes a lot of us to be able to really uh, adjust their mindset. And so as you listen to this episode, my friends, today, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what role and uh, level of leadership you're in, here's the thing I want you to really pay attention to today. I want you to really listen to understand what I'm going to share with you because you may have heard some of these before, but today when you're listening, I want you to understand, and I don't want you to just hear this, because it's my hope that at the end of the next 20, 30 minutes, that you are going to take a few tools in your toolbox to, to allow you to be a happier, healthier leader with a positive mindset that's going to really be able to improve your business life and your personal life. And so take a moment to really deep breath. Watch this, listen to this, however you're connecting with us today. And I want you to listen to understand, not just to hear. Hey, as a small business leader, you have a responsibility to up-level the experiences that you're providing for both your employees and your customers. But how can we do that if it's challenging for us to be inspired? How can we constantly be inspiring if we're drained? You know, as a leader, you might be exhausted. Um, and you may be all out of ideas. You're, you're frustrated and, you know, being innovative is just is just really challenging because you can't catch your breath. That Does that sound like you? Does that sound like a challenge that you've been through? Hey, the Harvard Business Review recommends that leadership needs to 
be improved. That leadership experience needs to be improved is what they shared. And they said that top managers and leaders need to be retrained, refreshed, re-inspired, re-motivated quickly and consistently in order for them to be able to give the best results. And, you know, whether that's through events, trainings, workshops, conferences, whatever it might be, often they suggested actually non-business related activities. But those leaders to be the top level leaders, they need to be inspired, right? They need to their cup to be full. And so it lines so much with um, with the inside view and, and our customer experience methodology. You know, when we're designing customer experiences for organization, our methodology is really simple. It's ignite leaders, excite employees, and together delight your customers. And so today I want to be able to share with you um, step number one, igniting leaders. How do you keep yourself ignited, right? How do you keep yourself inspired and motivated? And so now you might not be the only leader in your organization, or you might be the only leader in your organization. You might be a solopreneur, you might be um, leading a small team, maybe you have a leadership team of, of, you know, 20, 30, 50, 100 people, however big your leadership team is. I want you to take this episode and I want you to share it because it's going to help everybody. And the reality is, even with your employees, if, if this is something that um, once you listen to it, I think it would really help everybody because the, the tips and principles are are, um, are applicable to everybody. So either way, you as a leader need to be inspired too, right? You as a person need to be inspired too, right? We want to be happy and healthy in our organizations not tired, not exhausted, not frustrated. And hey, hiding burnout does nobody any good. It's not like putting lipstick on a pig because burnout has catastrophic physiological impacts on your life and the life of the people around you, the people that are most important to you. So leaders, what do you say we learn how to live our life in greatness and be happy and healthier? Yes, yes. If you're with me, let's dive in. In my experience speaking to leaders across the globe now, leaders are often put into leadership roles because of succession. Perhaps it was the next step in their career, not because they really wanted to, uh, you know, design environments. And maybe, you know, they didn't even realize that they were going to have to inspire people and motivate people, right? Typically, people are moving into leadership roles or had been for the last 20 years because it was the next step in their career. Maybe the position paid more. Uh, Maybe they had the most seniority or the most tenure in the organization. And so it just kind of made sense in their career that that was the next step. But not really knowing their job as a leader, right? We're not managers anymore. We're just not pushing paper and making lists. and, And we're not just managing people, but we're leading people in today's world. And, you know, if that sounds like you, if, if maybe that was you and maybe you're in the position you're in because it was the next step in your career, I'm going to drop a bit of a truth bomb on you right here. And I want you to stop for a moment. I want you to give some thought to the questions I'm about to, to ask you. This is for you to be authentic and transparent with yourself. This is not something you need to share with anybody. And if you're listening to this, I want you to make some mental notes. And if you're watching this, I want you to write it down. Either way, whatever works for you. But here we go. Do you really want to lead people? It's a hard one, right? Do you really want to lead people? Do you really want to be that leader? Do you really have a desire to inspire people? Maybe your answer is yes. Maybe your answer is no. Maybe it's sometimes, right? 
Do you want to motivate others to make and, and, and really grow their careers and make epic career moves? Is that something that fuels you? Do you, are you, like, are you motivated to do that for other people? Do you want to design engaging work environments for your team and cultivate, you know, a culture of success that produces the most outstanding results? Is that, is that what drives you? These are some deep questions. And when I do this in my executive coaching conversations, you know, sometimes there's some tears, my friends, because if this is not you, it's okay. It's okay. If you, you don't want to lead others or you never signed up to inspire others or, you know, was the next step in your career, that's okay for now, but it won't work for the long term. If you're in a leadership role, this is some hard truth right now. If you're in a leadership role, you either have to make the mindset shift to understand what it means to be a leader in today's world, or you have to find a role that's going to be happy and healthy for you. Because leadership is not for everybody, right? I hope my it's my hope that you're listening today and you know you're an you're an inspired leader. You're putting something good in by even just watching and connecting with this today. And so that's a that's a leader that's on the right step. And so it's my hope that you know this is something you want to develop and grow um and be a better leader at. Because in the next generation of leadership, this is what it's gonna take you leading to inspire and motivate and engage and create some real great energy for your people. You see, leadership has changed so drastically in the last decade, so much so that me, an East Indian Canadian woman uh, who started her career in retail and, and construction, someone who loves the art of sales and has a bit of a PhD in people skills, um, is sharing tips and techniques on leadership with you. And, and I know some of my listeners and some of my connectors, and you're from Fortune 500 organizations. You're from large organizations uh, globally. You're from small businesses as well. And so, you know, 20 years ago, someone like me wasn't sharing leadership advice, right? But today, in order for us to be connected with people, you know, I'm the type of leader that will be able to give you that, myself and so many others. But that wasn't what it looked like 20 years ago. 20 years ago, power was that driver. Authoritative was that driver. Structure was that driver. And I'm not saying those things aren't important. They're just important at a different level. In today's leadership role, inspiration, motivation, engagement, uh, loyalty, consistency, language, communication skills, these are the drivers of leadership in today's world, right? And so here's the thing. If we want to be those empathetic and engaging leaders, we can't do that with empty cups. You need to fill up your tank. You need to fill up your cup in order to be that inspiring leader. <clears throat> so I want you to stop for a moment. And I want you to take that moment and write down this note right now, this morning. How did you fill up your tank? How were you inspired and innovate, you know, with innovation and empathy and, and engagement? How were you inspired today to show up better for your people? This is some coaching conversations for you because, again, when I'm having this conversation with leaders, um, you know, sometimes they're like, Crystal, the last time I filled up my cup was pre-pandemic. The last time I, oh, no, no, I listened to a podcast. Oh, no, no, I did this. Oh, no, no, I did that. That's great, but do you do it every day? Do you do it every week? Whatever that consistently looks like for you, are you consistent with filling up your tank? Because guess what? We use it. We use up our tank, and when our tanks are empty, they're empty. 
And so I want us to be able to think about how have you done it in the past? Because from today onwards, it's going to be different, right? Identify what you've done in the past or what you haven't done in the past. Because after listening today, it's going to be different. You know, people always ask me, Crystal, how do you stay so upbeat and so positive? Um, And for me, my friends, it's part of my daily routine. It's been part of my daily routine for years, quite frankly. I had some amazing leaders in my life growing up. Um, Even as a teenager, I had some really great, great leaders um, that pushed me forward. And for me, it feels so good because I fire myself up every day, right? Whether it's a workout, listening to an upbeat gospel song, I love upbeat music, or maybe I'm going for my morning walk and I'm listening to a great book, or maybe I'm taking uh, 10 minutes out in my morning to to write a few cards to some people that have inspired me and, and just give gratitude and thank you for them being a part of my, my business circle or my personal circle. Maybe I'm writing something to motivate somebody because I know that they've got something exciting coming up. Um, and that's what fills me. That's what ignites me. So I do those kind of things every single day. And the days that I don't, you know, I, I have less in my cup to give. So it's really intentional for me to be able to put that good stuff in because I know, you know, sometimes I'm online for eight hours a day training. And I, you know, I get paid to be a happy person, right? My, my business is customer service, customer experience, leadership. And so how can I give that to anybody else if I'm not putting it in myself? How could I possibly be online for eight hours giving like my best self? I don't feel good, right? At the end of an eight-hour day online, I'm absolutely exhausted because I do give 110%. But when I'm there, like it feels so good. I feel like I'm in my joy and I'm in my fascination. And I want that for you as leaders. I don't want you to be in an unhealthy, frustrated place. As an independent mom, it's, it's also important for me that I'm that motivating spirit for, for Zarek. You know, he's 20 years old now. Um, and so sometimes it, as, as he's 20, as he's grown up, sometimes he's that morning inspiration for me. But over the years, you know, waking him up on the right side of the bed, that was the most important part of my day is making sure that he woke up with that positive energy. You know, maybe there was some of that, um, you know, independent mom thing that I needed to make sure that he you know, he got the best of me before anybody else did. I wanted to pour my myself into him before I gave it to my team, right? And and I always did my best to be able to give my best self to my team. But but he was he is the most important part of my life. And so I wanted to make sure I was giving that to him. And so my role as a leader in our family was to be able to inspire both of us, right? Inspire both of us to live our best lives. And the reality is, it's not always easy. And some days I didn't have it in me. You know, those were the days that I I looked and needed the people around me to step up. And they did. They were there for me and they still are. You know, the circles might have changed, but I still keep people around me that when I'm not at my best, you know, that little text message, that little voice note, those little, little communications help to get me at my best, right? So let me share with you three ways to remove some of those roadblocks and really keep you focused on how you can be the most inspiring leader and have that positive mindset to show up the way you need to show up for your people every day in every way. Okay, number one, remember that you are a product of your environment. Leaders, look around you. Analyze that environment daily, personally and professionally. Are there people in your life that you know deep down hold you back from being the type of leader you always wished you had. You know, I recently let go of um, 
of an exhausting relationship. I mean, it was exhausting. It was draining. It was frustrating. I gave it 200% uh, until my cup was absolutely empty. And I mean like bone dry, right? And looking back, perhaps that other person felt the same way as well. Perhaps their cup was dry, you know, but at the end of the day, relationships like that, it really takes courage for us to release it. And hey, sometimes it can come with a lot of pain, right? And a lot of uncomfort. And that pain can show up physiologically. You can get headaches or not sleep well, right? But if you are driven to lead others and that you know that others rely on you to be inspired and and you can't give your best if your cup is bone dry, then you need to take that action. You need to look at that environment and take a look at the people that are just not serving you and you're not giving them, you're not doing them any justice either, right? So right now, my friend, take a mental note. Who are those people? You can't choose your family. Uh, you know, those are the family you're blessed with, but your friends and the colleagues and the people in your inner circle, you have a choice. And so what I'd like you to do right now, you know who they are. You know those people that are part of those top 10 people in your daily life, maybe the top 20, but typically it's those top 10 people in your circle that are not serving you and are not inspiring and are not giving you, um, you know, that are emptying your cup constantly and not putting anything back in. Hey, it's okay if a friend or, or, or a colleague takes, you know, empties your cup, but so long as they're filling it back, right? So long as they're doing it in return. So then it's a healthy relationship. It's healthy tension. But if it's completely dry and completely um, exhausting, your environment is going to drain you. So as a leader, to inspire others, take a look at your environment. That's number one. All right, number two, let's look at who needs to be invited into your environment, right? If you're removing people that are not serving, then let's take a look at who we want to intentionally add. In this conference that I just left, I mean, I met some phenomenal lady lady leaders that I am still in awe. I had dinner uh, with Kim Lamar, a two-time Emmy award-winning creative genius. I spent the bulk of my three days with the most amazing TV host, Tiffany Butler. Uh, Tam Luke was the, the host of this most amazing, diverse conference that I've been to. And I've never seen such a phenomenally attended conference in terms of diversity. It was just beautiful. Not just the people, but where everybody was from. We had people from Singapore. It was, it was phenomenal. Uh, I met Dr. Pam Perry and her amazing PR team of of marketing leaders that were just dynamic energies that were absolutely infectious through the entire conference. There were so many more amazing leaders that I'm definitely going to introduce you to over the next coming weeks. But one thing that I learned from this conference was who I needed to add to my circle. Hey, I intentionally already have a pretty awesome dynamite tribe. Uh, and if you're in my tribe, you know who you are and you know how much I value you. You know, however, the, the conference got me thinking. It got me thinking of, you know, if you plant an oak seed in a pot, it's only going to get as big as that pot. The oak seed doesn't even have the opportunity to plant roots, right? And so I thought about myself and I thought, you know what, I have great leaders, I have great people around me, but I, I, I need to plant some more roots. I need to be able to, to do bigger things because my visions are bigger, right? And so now imagine if, if you took that oak tree and you planted it in the ground, but you haven't watered it. Do you get where I'm going with this? You need both. You need that environment, right? The people in your environment, which was step one, and you need to add to it. So you need to add the right people. You need to water that oak tree, right? 
And so to lead and inspire others and to ignite yourself, you need to make sure that you're adding the right people and you're adding people that are intentional and designed. You have the opportunity to design who's in your life. I don't want you to just look at social media. I mean, really people that you can have one-on-one intimate relationship building, meaningful conversations with, intellectual conversations with, conversations where you can be vulnerable, you can ask questions and you can be inspired right? It's not just about social. Hey, I love social media. Y'all know, I mean, I'm everywhere and I really love it. And I, it works for me. And, uh, and I really feel like I'm able to contribute. But my deepest connections are with people when I pick up that phone, when we grab a, a cup of coffee, when we have dinner together, when we break bread together. So right now, my friend, I want you to make a list of three people that you want to add to your environment. Right. Maybe think of somebody, you know, maybe there's a person that, you know, but you've just never been able to connect with somebody new. Uh, Maybe, you know what they're doing and they're up to, but you've just never picked up the phone and called them. You've never tried to connect with them. Do that. Maybe you don't know who the person is because they're not in your circle. And so if that's the case, I want you to write down and and think about who that person is. Uh, For me, it was PR. I don't have I have a couple of people that are are highly skilled in PR in my life, uh, but Pam and her team. Um, just wowed me. There was something about them that I thought, okay, I need a, a PR at this level. At this, this is the type of person that I want to have in my circle, right? And so many others of the amazing women that were there. But I want you to think about this. And I want you to write it down. And the next step, I want you to say it out loud. Say those people out loud. Put it out there in the universe because I promise you it will come back to you. All right, tip number three. I know I'm uh, going off. I'm a little longer than I wanted to be, but let me share with you tip number three. Tip number three is uh, both a one that'll help you develop your leadership skills, but one that'll make you feel a lot better. And so I want you to pay attention to your language. So we've looked at, you know, our environment. We've looked at who you're going to add to your environment. Now you are a product of your environment. So I want you to pay attention to your language, to yourself, your language to yourself, how you speak to yourself and to your, your team and your people. Because as you say your language and as you speak to people and communicate with people, it actually fills you up, right? And so, you know, for me, daily affirmations are a huge thing. Uh, one of the affirmations I always like to say is, um, I mean, every day it's different, but, but here's one for you that you might love. Um, you know, today I'm a leader who inspires delight. Today I'm a leader who makes people smile. Right. And so so find out what fits for you and what feels comfortable for you. But those daily affirmations work because if you say it to yourself and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you really believe it, my friends, it, it fills your cup. Right. It absolutely fills your cup. This is an example that I use um, often in customer service training, but it totally applies for your team and for yourself. Um, you know, when someone says, well, you know, if you've ever gone through a drive through to, you know, grab a coffee and uh, they hand you the coffee and you say, thank you. And they typically will respond back with no problem, no worries, right? And they say it with a smile. I've said, thank you. And when we were in school, in elementary school, we were taught to say, you're welcome. But instead, we're saying no and worries. And it might be subconscious, but it really is too casual these days, right? We've gotten a little too casual. Now, I'm, I apologize in advance because now every time you go to say no worries or no problem, you're going to think of me. And so I do apologize. Um, but if I, if it changes your language, then I've made an, a difference because your language is so powerful. When somebody says, um, you know, thank you, 
say, of course, absolutely, my pleasure, you're welcome, as opposed to saying no problem or no worries. That negative and the negative, it's subconscious, uh, but as a leader, we need to really have the right language, right? And so think about that. Imagine if you're a team member, one of your employees or one of your, your colleagues says thank you, and you said, of course, my pleasure, you know, um, that, you know, I, I, that was my, it was my delight, you know, or you're welcome. Just imagine the positive impact that response would have versus the no worries or no problem. Right. Other examples might be, um, you know, uh, you might typically say something like, I wouldn't do it that way. I wouldn't do it that way. Right. And you might say it with some body language and communication, but I would suggest, you know, maybe consider it saying, saying something like, you know, here's what I might do in that situation. Here's what I might do in a situation like this, right? And paying attention to your body language and your communication. Um, another one is maybe sometimes we have to say no. <laughs> you know, sometimes no is something we just have to say. But instead of maybe, maybe this is my customer experience, a twist on it, perhaps you might use language that's like, hmm, you know, that is really challenging. What do you say we, we see what we can do about that? What do you say we, we dig a little deeper and, and see if there's any other options, right? And again, it's how you say it. It's not why you say it, it's how you say it. Um, as opposed to just saying, no, that's, that's, that's not our policy. It's just not something we can do, right? This policy word has got to be removed from like everything because policies are policies, but they're always getting bent. Um, and so the reality is the number one thing is make people happy, right? Make people happy so that it doesn't affect, you know, in a negative way, but, but do what you can to make people happy. Anyhow, tip number three, leaders, your language is power. And it really starts with you paying attention to your language because it's perceived and received in a certain way. And so your language is creating an experience for yourself and for others. And so really understanding and acknowledging um, what you're saying, how you're saying it, it will allow your team to respect you and it'll build confidence for yourself as well. And if you're building confidence for yourself, guess what? You're happier and you're healthier. Your team will be happier and healthier, and you'll start to cultivate that culture of success just by your language. Your, your team will start to use great language as well. Your team will notice that you said, my pleasure. Your team will notice that you said, of course. And those kind of habits pick up, right? All right, my friends, my leaders, I hope today uh, you got some great tools and tips. And so number one, you know, make sure that you're a product of your environment. So who are you? Uh, you know, who or what are you removing that is not going to fill your cup up? Number two, add to your environment, add that goodness, add that really, you know, that good water, water your environment so that it stays uh, good for you so that you're ready to be happy and healthy. And number three is pay attention to your language. Your language will build confidence for you and keep you, um, you know, make sure that you're perceived and you're received in the way that you want to be. All right, there you have it. Avoid burnout. Avoid getting yourself in that frustrated, um, negative feelings by paying attention to those three things that will help you to be an inspired leader. I hope today's episode inspired you to be the type of leader you want to be and allows you to be a happy, healthier leader that avoids burnout and frustration and all that other stuff that comes with our day-to-day -day activities. I'm Crystal DeCuna, and I'll be back next week with more tips and insights to help your small business thrive and you be the leader you want to be. In the meantime, take just one tool from today's episode and promise me that you're going to start practicing it now.
Hey leader, I'd be delighted if you'd share your successes and your struggles with us. The Leaders Listen Up podcast is where leaders become better leaders by listening, learning, actioning, and sharing. My friend, thank you so much for joining us. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with others. Your comments and feedback absolutely mean the world to me, and I'd be delighted to hear from you.